So listen to this story. If you are concerned about the coronavirus and what will happen uh, should you encounter it, um, it's a great story. Maureen Ogle was traveling late February to Italy. (laughs) Two days into the trip is when the Italian government announced, uh, ladies and gentlemen, the COVID-19 virus has arrived in Italy. They're over there. What do you do? And what happens next? Uh, Maureen is on the phone with us. Good morning. Good morning. Welcome back to the States. So Thank you. So uh, I'll just uh, lay this out there. You are 66. Your husband is 79. You guys are right. in Rome. And the, people weren't panicking just yet in late February. Correct. That's that's right. We were we were in Rome, which is I should have looked up to see how many miles it is from Milan, where the outbreak was, and the Italian government immediately quarantined this large chunk of northwestern Italy, but we northeastern Italy, but we were way over on the west coast of Italy, uh-huh. some distance away. So I immediately so we, every day after that we would check the State Department to see if there was. Come home, you fools, or or to find out what the airline wanted us to do. And frankly, life just proceeded as normal in Rome. So we we just ended up staying for our whole trip. And that was about what uh, nine, ten days. You just went on as right. normal. Right. We we arrived on the twenty third of February and learned on the morning of the twenty fifth about the outbreak in northern Italy. And we arrived back in the U.S. on March 3rd. And to to restate, you're 66, he's 79. One of you has a chronic form of cancer, the other a lymphoma in remission. Right. (laughs) So those are the two people that's only going to affect older people or people who are at high risk for these sorts of things. You're going one, two, check check oh and we've been to italy one two that's three checks on the list right so now (laughs) what do you do well when we we flew uh, first of all i must say we flew in to we landed at jfk in new york we took a direct flight from rome when we came home and nobody said a single word to us we were in and out of customs in about 90 seconds and i thought wow this is a little strange you know we just came from a country with an outbreak and we stayed overnight at our kids' house and then got a flight back to Des Moines the next day. So, so everything was fine. You know, we, we were tired at that point. We had jet lag. But the morning after we got home, which I guess would have been March 5th, I woke up feeling crappy. <laughs> to okay. me. You know, I, I really just didn't feel well. And I honestly, it never crossed my mind that it might be the coronavirus. I just assumed I had a hacking coffee sneezy thing going on because I just spent a lot of time on airplanes and everybody who travels who is jet lagged and is on a plane comes home sneezing. It's just inevitable. Sure. So honestly, I just didn't think anything of it. Did you have any kind of fever? I did not have a fever and about I was I was pr- sick enough for 4 days that mostly I slept through those 4 days and again, it just Never crossed my mind that it might be the coronavirus, and I got to say, in retrospect, that's because I don't really, I didn't, I realized I didn't actually know what, what is the coronavirus going to be like 
you know, when somebody gets it. I, I just didn't know. And I didn't have a fever, and I wasn't coughing particularly hard. I was, you know, tired and sneezy and headachey, but... And and when was it that you finally said, okay, maybe I should go get tested? And then, oh crap, where do I go get tested? Yeah, I um, I for four days I felt really bad, and then I then I felt sort of good, and then I didn't feel good again, and then I would have another good day, and so I first felt sick on Thursday, and the following Friday I woke up and I thought, this is ridiculous. Maybe maybe I should just contact my doctor and the clinic here in Ames that I go to has an online system so you can send a message to your doctor who I've been seeing for a long time he knows my health history sure so I just wrote him a note and my real impetus was not I want to get tested it was more like well if I do get sick maybe I should get on record now so it'll be easier to get ventilation if I need it later. so you know that that was on I was just trying to line up a duck just just in case I actually did get sick, because at that point, well, at that point, I, just, I thought, okay, I might as well get a test. And that was just this past Friday, correct? That's right. Uh, On Friday at 10 o'clock in the morning, I sent him a message electronically. Okay, and then he gets back to you. He called at 1130, and by that time, he had already talked to the epidemiologist at the clinic because he's a family physician. He, my doctor is, uh-huh. he, you know, he, he's a general care guy. And the, and the epidemiologist said, get her in here for a test pronto. But then he had to call the state lab to get permission to administer the test. And he had already done all that, and he was just waiting for the lab. So he was calling to catch me up on what he'd already done. And, and at that point, he was just waiting for the lab state lab in Iowa City to call him back to either say yes or no to the test. And, and at 1230, he called me back and said, okay, we're good to go. Come down here. All right. Um, so, if you're just joining us, this is Maureen Ogle from Ames on the phone with us. She was in Italy right as this thing is breaking out. Uh, comes back on March uh, the 4th. A few days later, she starts feeling not so good. Her doctor says last this past Friday, you better get in here. We're going to get you tested. So, do you just walk into the clinic, or do they meet you in a tent, or how does what happens? No, no, no. He he said, here's what we're going to do. I'm going to meet when you get to the parking lot. Call me, and I will come out a back door. And he already had his hazmat suit on with the oxygenated mask, so his whole face is covered. He's not breathing the same air I am. He's got a gown on, gloves, the whole nine yard. Does that give you a hot flash when you see that at that very moment? Uh, I after, well, when he he took my blood pressure and my blood pressure was way higher than usual, and he said, "Well, you know, this is kind of stressful." And so I guess I was a little stressed. It, it was a little weird. Yes. Well, so it's like a monster. The scene in Monsters Inc. Twenty three nineteen. And you're like, wait, no, no. It's, Right, something like that. So anyway, he takes me into a room that he'd already set up for it, and he administered the test, and I went back out the back door. And the the reason for doing that was so that nobody else would come anywhere close to me. And I was back home by about 1.15. So from 10 o'clock in the morning to 1.15, I had contacted a doctor. He'd lined up the testing. I'd had the test, and I was back home. And I should get when you when your producer called this morning, 
Uh, I thought maybe it was the doctor calling with the result because I should oh. get the result today. Yeah, t- sorry about that. Uh, you know, Goose never calls with good news. It's right. always <laughs> for everybody he calls. It's always, hey, do you want to talk to Dwyer and Michaels? And that nobody says yes the first time. <laughs> so you get tested by a guy in a hazmat suit, and they say, okay, yeah. have a nice weekend. <laughs> so you hit up some St. Patrick's Day parties, <laughs> or uh, no. or how no. did this play no, out? I, I, my, when my husband and I got home from Italy, we immediately self-quarantined. We we basically haven't left our house since we got back. Okay. You know, we arranged for some food, but we had not... No, no, I didn't go anywhere. I went right back home to continue my self-quarantine. Um, and he, I think what the most important thing was what he told me. Yep. He said, when, even before he administered the test, you know, he asked a bunch of questions, takes blood pressure, temperature, blah, 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 and said, I'm, I'm dead certain that you have it because you're presenting the classic symptoms, or you did. He said, when you were sick, when you got home, you were probably having your coronavirus outbreak. And he said, and this was the really big takeaway, 85% of people who get it are going to be just like my experience. They're not going to be on ventilators. They're not going to die. They're just going to have a nasty virus for a few days, and they should stay away from other people. And I think that's the most important takeaway from all of this, yeah. and I appreciate you sharing that with us. The doctor said you most likely have it, and you're still waiting for the test results. When Right. When the governor came out and updated those numbers, did you go to that list to see if, like, gee, I wonder if I'm that person that, you know, she said we had 17 and it went up to 19 or whatever it was? You know what I mean? No, because she came, my test hadn't been processed yet. So. Ah, okay. Who knows over the weekend yeah. how many more people, you know, the number could change dramatically today, uh, which, by the way, is what kept happening in Italy and is going to keep happening. So yeah. it's just because... It's not a big deal. It is a big deal because you don't know you have it. And if you go out and about and go out and party or whatever, you can either pick it up from someone else and transmit it or you can be the person transmitting it. So people should exercise incredible caution, but they shouldn't panic because I think that's why I didn't call the doctor looking back when I was first sick. I guess I thought if I get coronavirus, I'm immediately going to be choking to death and have 110 fever. And that's just not what it's going to be like at all. Well, what I, what I appreciate you having said is that it, it, to you it just seemed like the post-plane trip cold. Or because right. we all, anybody who's ever flown or ever gone on vacation, you always come back and you always have a couple days where you're just, you're just feeling yep. kind of cruddy, you know? Yeah, and I know what you mean. Yep. You you're in that stale air yeah. and it's compounded yep. because of, no offense, your age and the length of the time that you were on the airplane. Of course you're going to write it off as that. Right. And, right. Uh, so, uh, no, I just, and thank God we had enough sense between the two of us. I mean, we knew before we even left Italy that as soon as we got home, we would put ourselves in quarantine for two weeks. So I know I haven't spread it to anybody else. I know that. And so far, my husband shows zero of the son of a gun. He feels... Have you you told him that uh, your doctor said, I think you probably have it? uh, Let's break uh, it to him gently. Oh, okay, good, good. I feel like I should call Keith Morrison from Dateline here uh, (laughs) after that. So you you sound positively upbeat. You don't sound scared or panicky, and that's I'm I'm glad that you talked to us. What, what what would you say to our listeners who are freaking out right now? 
You probably have been told that would, you probably have it. So go ahead. What, what would you say to them? I would tell people, A, as painful as it's going to be, stay home. If you do not have to go out, if you don't have to be around people, don't be around them. Even if you're dead certain you don't have it, that doesn't mean somebody else doesn't have it. Yes, you should stock up on some basics. I, you know, we've got a bunch of canned goods, and I know how to cook, so we're going to be fine. But if you do get it, it is not like it's a death sentence. It, it, for most people, it's just going to be fine. And I, this is me reading between the lines, but I think the time people should worry is if you get sick and you think you just have a cold or something, but then suddenly you're really running a pretty steady fever and you're really having trouble breathing, that is when the trouble starts because the virus gets down in your lungs and mm -hmm. it just wreaks havoc with them. But if that doesn't happen to you, you're fine. What about, let me ask you this, what are you, your doctor told you more than likely you are positive for COVID-19. What are you doing mm -hmm. to isolate yourself from your husband? Because I'm assuming he's in the house with you. Well, we've been, no, he's, I'm, I'm not isolating him, myself from him because he was there with me in Italy. And I'm kind of surprised that he, he, has, he didn't even have the post-travel jet lag sneezies. He's felt fine the whole time. Mm -hmm. So it's possible he's not even going to get it. But I'm, I'm not isolating myself from him because it's way too late for that. <laughs> you, know, you know what I mean? We're, yeah. we're sleeping in the same bed. So, oh. you know, that, you know, so, and, and he, he's no dummy. He, uh, my guess is if I test positive, his doctor will want to test him just so that I think the state probably wants to have some kind of a record of, who does have it for sure. you know just for statistical reasons but sure. well i'm not gonna but i'm not you know i i a neighbor i was in my yard working and a neighbor came over to talk to me and i said don't come any closer just mm -hmm. don't and she jumped back about 15 <laughs> yeah. feet like oh my god did you say so, to her i'm gonna leave this rake right here and go inside yeah. you finish up yeah. raking please <laughs> Yes. Yeah. Um, don't don't come any closer. Well, and there's no, you know, and once you find out today, probably you said that uh, you are positive for this. You know, you're in the middle of it already anyway. Uh, there's no mm -hmm. particular treatment you're going to be given other than, you know, the bed rest, stay home, stay away from people you can contact or get worse from because you're going to be immunocompromised at least for a while. So that's right. If, if, if someone actually tests positive, it does not follow. In most cases, they are not going to be trotted off to a hospital. Right. It's not there's not a I mean, it's a virus. It's it's just going to work itself out. And yeah, if, if and if somebody's sick. Yeah. And they're they don't even feel like going to the doctor if they're not, you know, if they're breathing fine and they're not running a temperature, they should just stay right where they are. But here's another thing. Let me just stress this for everybody. Do not go to an emergency room. Yes. And do not go just walk into a clinic. My doctor was really grateful that I wrote to him because it gave him time to kind of, you know, get things lined up for this. It was better even than a phone call for me to write. So don't just show up. And if you just have a headache or you're just sneezing, for God's sake, don't assume you have 
the coronavirus and you're going to die. All right. If it's all right, Maureen, can we share the uh, Maureen wrote uh, an opinion piece that's in the Des Moines Register. And basically, you did absolutely everything right, step by step by step with the time breakdown and everything. Um, And if your doctor said that you did it right, well, we want to get that information out there, how to do it, because you're exactly right. The first thing you do is you freak out. People people are running out and buying all the toilet paper. If they have a runny nose, they're going to run straight to the ER, and that's not what what you want to do. So if, if that's all right, that's right. Um, that's- because you're in, you're the only person I know, or we don't know you, but that we've talked to that has this and knows what it feels like. So, uh, it, 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 which is why I wrote the piece because well, the, the day I think it was the day that I was that I went in for my test last Friday, there was an article in the paper about some woman who was hysterical because she couldn't get any information from the state health department or whatever. That's not who you should be calling at all. You should contact your doctor, preferably in word or by phone. But, yeah, don't panic. Okay. Okay. Well, it's pretty cool that you came forward to to spell this out for people and to show them what happens if you get it. You don't need to call up your mortician and get taken that pre-need stuff taken care of. And I I know that this conversation we've had has been full of great advice and a terrific example of of how to best behave during all this. Um, But I, I got a nagging question in the back of my mind, Maureen, and I wouldn't forgive myself if I don't ask it and maybe... <clears throat> Maybe it's your husband who would be better to speak on this one, but how did he snag a girl 13 years his yeah. junior? Uh, I got to give him, I, I, I'm sorry, but I got to give him props for that. And uh, I, I, I don't know if this is the time or the place to get into that discussion, but uh, if you could have him call me pr- privately. Yes, there's a new opinion piece, Rob in the Cradle. <clears throat> Good for him. Yeah, cheers to him. He must have kept him on a short lease in Italy. <laughs> well, believe me, if I weren't in the picture, I'm pretty sure people would be lining up because if you saw him, you would never guess he's 79. We've been together, I think, 34 years, wow. so it's been a That's awesome. long life together. Nice. Yeah. And how? Uh, other than uh, you know, day two when you find out the country uh, of Italy has uh, is now hosting the coronavirus, how was the rest of the trip? <laughs> oh, it was fantastic. It was we we went with the intention of hiking the city, taking as little transport. We both like to walk. So we just hiked it, Rome for nine. We had a great time. We ate great food. The people are lovely. We had a great trip. So you heard it, uh, Maureen, positive for uh, COVID-19 all over the countryside in Italy. <laughs> and, but, <laughs> any, I, I suppose you'll never, ever know, but any idea or guess as to where you might have picked it up? Because if you were, was it on the airplane? Was it, uh, you know, in a restaurant? Or I guess that's what everybody yeah, wants to know. I don't know. We to, we, um, Italy is a very small country. It's maybe the size of, I don't know, Virginia. It's not very big. And, and they use a, trains a lot to get back oh. and forth. And so there were people traveling from northern Italy, from Milan, constantly to Rome. It's like, it's like going from New York City to Washington, D.C., you know, because oh. we because Rome is the head of, is the center of government in Italy. So there was constant traffic. We were in the train station twice. We took a day trip, and that the day trip we took by train was on a train that had originated in Milan. But, we, you know, we were around people all the time, and nobody was, 
you know, I, hardly anybody was even wearing masks, so I could have gotten it absolutely anywhere from anyone. Okay. But I'm sure you ask yourself yeah. that question. Sure, you're reliving that trip, and you probably are a pretty clean person, um, but nobody is as clean after hearing they have been, they could be exposed than before. So you yeah. probably weren't taking any of the precautions you now are, even in your own home. <laughs> So you know, are you now? Well, I gotta admit, I've washed my hands more in the past two weeks than I probably have in the last two years. <laughs> yeah, amen you know, to that. When we were in Italy, I mean, we were scrubbing our hands constantly. Every chance we got, hmm. we were washing our hands, and we were trying to be careful. But there we were. So, yeah. and again, if the State Department had said all Americans should leave Italy, we would have gone directly to the airport and tried to get on a flight, but nobody said anything remotely like that, so we just stayed. Right. So do you know, your doctor said he's almost positive that you have it. Once mm-hmm. you get it, are you now immune, or is it like chicken pox? Once you have it, you can't get uh, it until uh, next year? Or? Uh, well, apparently, the uh, if, so, if you've been infected, if you've been sick, you're not apparent there's again there's not much statistical evidence because i looked this up i was curious myself there's not much statistical evidence because this is a new virus but in theory i likely won't get it again so that would be good yeah so once this don't really know that for sure you can go all kinds of crazy you'll have the bars the restaurants all to yourself (laughs) without any fear in the world (laughs) Uh, (laughs) yeah well unfortunately they probably wouldn't be open even if i wanted to do that right that that really is a big takeaway people Like these kids who are going out and partying on Saturday night, dumb, dumb, dumb. Kids, but dumb. not a, not adults though. If adults were to be out <laughs> Saturday night, you wouldn't call them dumb. <laughs> yes, I would. Yes. <laughs> well, Maureen, I'm afraid we have to go. Uh, our time here is finished. Thank you for sharing this with us. Uh, this is Maureen Ogle from Ames, who came back from Italy, went and got tested. We're going to put up her her uh, opinion piece. And you could see exactly how she felt when she knew it was time to call the doctor and how she did it because she did it the right way. She's not panicking. She's not dying. She's not having a hard time breathing. And uh, we're going to, if it's all right, we're going to follow up. And uh, I don't know what else you could tell us, but I guess you want to know if you're still contagious and when that's over. Uh, Do they send you? Well, I'm, I'm. I'm putting myself back. I'm starting my two-week quarantine over again, you know, just, sure. just to be safe. Right. Okay. Uh, well, that's good yeah. to know because, you know, we're all going to watch you. And if, if you screw this up, we're going to be really mad. <laughs> I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go scrub my social media right now because there's some pictures from me on Saturday night where I've got light-up shamrocks and a headband. <laughs> ooh, yeah, so ooh, I'm just, I don't dumb, want to, dumb, I, dumb. I don't want Maureen to think I'm stupid, <clears throat> even though I clearly am. I just don't want anyone to think it. Well, thank you for the information, Maureen, and uh, we'll be in touch, okay? Okay. All, All right. right. Thanks a lot. All right. Good talking to you. Bye-bye. Uh, there's Maureen Ogle. She's from Ames. As, as uh, you might have heard, she was in Italy. Uh, two days into their trip is when they announced, the, the government over there announced that uh, the virus had arrived in northern Italy. They think maybe on a train is where she picked it up. She got back on the 4th was fine started feeling not so good a few days later this past friday is when she got a hold of her doctor via email and he said yeah you might want to come in to get tested we uh jasmine asked hey what about her son because they said that they stayed with their son when they first came into new york right 
Um, my guess is just listening to the way Maureen and her husband are in terms of their 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 safety and their dis, to their desire to not infect anyone else. Uh, my guess is they either took precautions when they stayed with their with their son or he's also under the same protocol is my is that would be my guess but i i don't know for sure but they're they seem pretty level-headed and uh uh my guess is as soon as she had an inkling she probably then called her son but we could we should have asked her we just i just well but glanced over that part of the story the big takeaway is what her doctor told us and she's right in i guess what you would consider the high risk uh, target of the, the who is affected by this i feel fine i'm not having any problems breathing she was feeling sick no different than when she had traveled before jet lag uh fatigue whatever and, and didn't she say she was not running a fever she was not but she she emailed her doctor what do you think and that's important that's the most important thing don't just go trodden on in there because they took precautions they set up a thing he comes out in the 29 2319 suit out back had it all set up and that's the way to go all right so we'll uh share that at two dorks.com if you're the timeline is pretty interesting how she did all of that so maureen ogle and uh, her piece is in the des moines register by the way